unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I was walking towards my dad's truck because uh, I knew he had a gun in there. And I was like, hey, it's done. Like, we're, we're, it's game over. Like, if this is what life is, this is, this is what I have to look forward to. This sucks. I'm not going to do this. This is miserable. If there's a God out there, why would he allow this to happen? And I got, I was walking to the truck. Truck was over here. My sister's car was right here. I got to right here. And the thought struck me. And I was like, go in your sister's car and pray. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I think I prayed once over a mill when I was 10. You know what I mean? Like, like, what do you mean? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to, what, how to do that. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, it's pretty wild, right? <laughs> hey, what's up everybody? We are here with Wyatt Christensen. He is our good friend and he's, he's here to, um, we're going to get to know him better. You know, he's got a good story. He's like a music guru. These two have been talking about EDM. Well, yeah, I was going to say, are you a producer? Yeah, so I'm a producer. An yeah. EDM producer. Yeah, EDM yeah. producer, yeah. And okay. here, here, based here in Utah. Yeah, based in Utah, yeah. But, like, I'm sure you work with people all over yeah, the so country. Yeah, been everywhere yeah. that you can think of. Yeah, all the music meccas for sure. But, yeah, so I, I do produce music most of the time. I run a company called Donation, and it's specific to making products for music producers. So I collaborate with big producers that already have careers and we make courses we make sample packs we do all cool. the, the cool, cool stuff right, right and um yeah that's basically no, where, that's awesome. what i do most of it the, the main thing that i do in the company though is marketing that's kind of like my big big, big thing okay. is marketing so but the real reason you're here though is to share us um your conversion story that's right how you became a member of the church of jesus christ of latter saints mm-hmm. um which is also i feel and we were talking about this how like that's not a very common um it's not common to be a member of any religion within the music community, you know, um, let alone an active member of a, a church like the like the Church of Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. has like commandments. So like it's not common. So yeah, let's start. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about like I guess where you grew up or were you were you raised in, as a member of the church? Good question. It's a good question. I was thinking about that on the ride over here of how to explain this in the most um succinct succinct way possible right (laughs) and i'm gonna fall back into the into the into the marketing mindset which is whenever we have marketing and it's also great for storytelling just so you know there's three phases which is the first phase is the pre-frame which you kind of get everyone on the same page don't you're talking about so on and so forth the second stage is uh indoctrination which is weird to say on a religious youtube channel but then on the third stage is the conversion right and it works exactly the same with the what i'm going to talk about so you just asked me about the pre-frame so good job there we go look at that (laughs) following the line so What's well, pre-frame? So where I grew up was in a little town called Fayette, Utah, which is a population of 200 people. Um, the biggest town next to it is 3,000, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but um, so my family actually founded the town back in the 1850s. So I grew up around like 60 cousins, which is oh, wow. ridiculous. Um, but um, my family, um, they started a company there um, and it employs roughly 70% of the valley. And so we were very, what you would call a high profile family, sure. I guess you'd say. You're, yeah. Prominent. Like, yeah, like exactly. the classic the founders. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. it was very, very similar to that, which was uh, the perfect storm, so to say, because um, the way that I grew up was in a very treacherous uh, uh, circumstance. You know, being in a, in a town where 70% of the people are employed by your family, mm you're put on a pedestal yeah. and um if it's great it's great when it's not great it's it's torture and so what i mean by that was 
So my dad was and still is a raging addict to the point where it's it's very 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 dark to be around him and his mm-hmm. and anything. To and this is something you grew up with. Like, something I grew up with. Long. Yeah, exactly. Because like wow. I mean, you think about it. Imagine you're a kid and your friend's parents are are hired by your parents, right? And what you can't tell your friends anything. You can't tell your friends what's going on. They'll tell your parents. What are they going to do? They're going to do anything. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So. That was the situation I grew up in. The rest of my family, now now I just want to clarify really quick. My mother's an angel. She's a saint. She's amazing. She, there's a very special place for her. It usually in. works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, well, story's going to unfold. So, um, but the rest of my family isn't necessarily like that. You know, the rest of my family are members. And so my dad obviously grew up in the church. Um, obviously something went awry. And so when I was eight, I was more or less forced to be baptized. And I've, I've theorized about why that is over my life. I think it was just to keep things silent, really. Just like the, to, the social norms. Exactly. Like okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of what it was. But I mean, I had no testimony. I very rarely went to church and I very rarely went to church after that. So I had nothing to do. It was nothing more than a preschool graduation. Like it was nothing right, more than right. just a, a, hey, this Saturday we're doing this, you know, throwing some white clothes apparently, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so... From there, as you can see, being in that type of situation, there's a lot of pain and a lot of anguish and a lot of disturbing things happens. And there was a lot, I mean, a lot. I mean, we don't have time to go into nearly the extent of what I went through. Um, but along the way, when you're in that situation, you are silent. You can't say anything to anyone at all. It, it, it could get people to lose jobs. It could get my mom in trouble. and it, you know, Right, something and, as simple as you venting mm-hmm. could ruin someone else's 100%, life. A hundred percent, exactly. You know, and all of a sudden, do people quit because of what's going on in the family? Like, what, what do you do? You know what I mean? Frankly, I don't care anymore because I'm not in the situation, so I'll say it all day long. I don't really think anything's going to happen, but whatever. Um, but from that, there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression, a lot of pain that came from that. Um, some of which is just like almost too horrific to talk about. Um, and so along the way, I got into a whole bunch of stuff. So I became an alcoholic when I was 14 years old. Wow. So when I was 14, the pain was so bad and my friends were drinking and I tried it. And that was the first time in my life where I felt like pain could be paused, not stopped, not cured. Sure, but numbed. Paused. Yeah, numbed is a really great moment. Exactly. And so from that, I mean, if, if someone is in as much pain as I was in, and within 20, 10 to 20 minutes, they can do something to remove that pain, it's the making for an addiction. You know what I mean? And so for the next year, I very rarely went a day without drinking. My dad drank, so I drank some of his stuff. I did a lot of messed up stuff to get alcohol. I mean, I mean, you know what I get. Right, sure. too, too much in that. But, um, <laughs> stuff you're not proud of. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, but it got to the point, I mean, it got to the point where I was getting involved with gangs. And you're like, we're gangs in Fayette, Utah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, that's a whole different Maybe story. Like small gangs? Yeah, no, like serious, really, really gnarly gangs. But how that's a whole different story of how that came to be. And so on and so forth. And life got so bad, it was to the point, the only way where I got over something is if something worse happened. It's like, oh, I only have one person threatening me. Now I got 10 people. Oh, pff, one person. That's nothing. I can totally get over that. Now I got to deal with 10. 10 people, that's nothing. Now I got 20 and so on and so forth, just, right? It was... It's kind of how addiction works, though. Just like yeah. raising the ante, but then it yeah. became like your life yeah, that's outside right. of the substance. That's right. And so it was, it was pretty horrific. And it got to the point... Cutting out a lot of details here, but it basically it got to the point where the only way that I saw out was suicide. And so I was with my best friend one night and we were terrified. We were running for some people that were looking for us. And I was I was horrified. We were hiding in my backyard. We didn't know what to do. And I was done. I was I was thinking about it for a while. I was thinking about killing myself for a while. And this was it. This was the chance. And I was like, okay, hey, Tyler, I'll be back in a minute, knowing full well that I wasn't going to come back in a minute. Right. I just didn't want him to see it. He's still my best friend. I didn't want him to see it. And 
I was walking towards my dad's truck because uh, I knew he had a gun in there. And I was like, hey, it's done. Like, we're, we're, it's game over. Like, if this is what life is, this is, this is what I have to look forward to. This sucks. I'm not going to do this. This is miserable. If there's a God out there, why would he allow this to happen? And I got, I was walking to the truck. Truck was over here. My sister's car was right here. I got to right here. And the thought struck me. And I was like, go on your sister's car and pray. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I think I prayed once over a mill when I was 10. You know what I mean? Like, like, what do you mean? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to, what, how to do that. Wow. Yeah. And so uh, it's pretty wild, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's cool>. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went into the car and I mustered up anything that, that I could say, which basically the prayer went like this. God, if you're really there, if you really are, you got to take this pain away. If you want me to do anything, you want me to come anything. If you're really there, if you're really a heavenly father, like what I've heard, you got to take this pain away. I will make a sacrifice right now. I will go the rest of the summer without drinking, without stealing, without being involved with gangs, without doing any of my normal life stuff. I will give it all up until the end of the summer. I think it was like July 13th or something. Sure. I was like, I'll go the rest of, I'll go the, rest of the summer if you'll take it away. School started on, I believe it was August 28th. August 27th was the first time that I felt peace in my life. And, um, the whole process of getting there from July 13th or whatever to August, whatever was frankly, hell. It was torture. Anyone who's been through withdrawals is it's, it's a miserable thing, especially with no help. I didn't tell my parents what was going on. I didn't go to therapy. I didn't know about a 12 step program until I was 18. You know, I, I knew nothing about this. This was all sheer grit, putting on my big boy boots and trying to figure it out by myself with limited internet. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was, it was torture, but I did it. And I remember after I told my mom everything was going on and she's in not so many words, she's basically like, you can be your dad. You can, you can be your dad. You can make the same choices that you have. I mean, you've been making similar choices to him. You can be him if you want to, or you don't have to. And that was it. That's all she really said. Wow. And so from there, yeah, from yeah, there. so from there yeah. to speed up. So that's more or less the pre-framing. So you yeah. can see how it all came to be. Now we're into the indoctrination process. Yeah. So from there, I started going to seminary and hearing these mind boggling things, a savior, someone who came to earth that died for me, what prophets revelate, you know, like, why are you, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Even though I grew up in Utah, even though I was baptized, I had no idea about this stuff. Right. right? Oh, it was so new to you. Yeah, yeah. It was so bizarre. And, um, from there, it took about three years. So from when I was 15 to when I was 18, and I, I tore the, I tore the church apart as much as possible. So I'm a very logical thinker. So I looked at every, every bit of evidence that I could find, every argument, every, everything. And ultimately, as we all know, the argument really comes down to this. Is the Book of Mormon true? Is it? Is it? Is it really what it says it is? If it is, there's an answer for everything. If it's not, then we're wasting our time. Right. Right. So I read the Book of Mormon. It took a year. And I remember praying about it when I was 18 years old. 17 somewhere around there and i had a spiritual experience that is frankly i'm not comfortable with explaining all the details but suffice it to say that i can't understand how anyone can leave the church after having an experience like i did it was profound it was sacred it was it wasn't to the point it's you know it's, i've talked to some people and they're like well how is that any different than than you just wanting something you wanting it to be true you wanting sure. ice cream mm -hmm. or you wanting to go to a certain college or you know how's it any different than that and frankly that's a slap in the face to even put those two in the same category those same the same confirmation experience revelatory experience that i had 
and wanting something like that. I mean, to put them, I mean, we're not talking about apples and oranges. We're talking about apples and quantum physics. We're talking about yeah. things that are two wildly different things, right? And so from there, I had enough information to keep going forward. And it was really hard. I was dating someone at the time for two years. I sacrificed that. I had to give that all up. because she, she, she wasn't a member, and frankly, she was anti. She was against it. So I had to give that up. I, in order for me to feel comfortable going on a mission, I had to confess a lot of really uncomfortable things to an old man that I didn't really know. But that's a whole different story. And that was a profound, beautiful, and a huge testimony came from that. But there's a lot of things that had to happen for that to happen. One of which was standing up to my dad and setting in motion things that had to happen with that, which is, frankly, if the church wasn't true, I'd never have the strength to do that. I would never. Probably wouldn't have survived. Yeah, I wouldn't have survived. Exactly. I wouldn't have, survived. I exactly. Like... I would have had the protection to, to go through it. Exactly. Yeah. So that is more so the indoctrination process. Now I want to talk about the conversion process, which is where I'm at now, right? What, I'm, what I'm going yeah. through right now. Yeah. So since then, so that was 10 years ago. I'm 28 now. So this all happened. It all came to a head when I was 18. And over the last 10 years, I've served a mission. I got married in the temple. I have two kids that feel like 12 kids. You know, I'm running my own business. I'm working in the music industry. And if there are things that could happen in your life that make you question your faith, it's literally what I just said. It's getting married, having kids, getting a job in the music industry, right? And that's not to talk down on my wife. She's my best friend. I hope you understand that. No, it's <laughs> but, but, you know. We, we're married and like, yeah, not, we're we, not married, but we are married to other people. <laughs> that's, that's very good. That's very good. Yeah, we, we catch what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, right? And all the, all the, all the challenges that come with that, right? As well as being a parent. I mean, that's, I will trash talk my kids there. No, I'm kidding. I love them. They're so good, but they are children. My cats. Yes. You get it. Man. You understand. <laughs> you, under, you understand what I'm saying, right? But also being in the music industry, if there is one industry that will tell you every wind of doctrine, my friends, <laughs> it is the music industry, right? Um, I can tell you some crazy things. So with that, my faith has been tested, tried and tried and tried and tried again. Like with every, every concept. Joseph Smith said this, what about this? What about that? Oh, what about this? What about, you know, I mean, like everything. I'm not one to shy away from it. I'm not one to be like, oh, I'm just, it's just everything's going to be answered one day. It's totally fine. I'm like, absolutely not. We are taking this. We are dissecting this. We're looking at it from every angle. And from that, my faith has been strengthened relentlessly because of that. It's just, yeah. I'm not scared to talk about any awesome. concept now, which is amazing, right? And you're, obviously your channel has been a huge help for that, right? But from that, I've been able to just, refine my conversion even more to the point now where a lot of people that I work with inside the music industry, they come to me for one of two things, either logic or marketing really is what it comes down to. And I've talked about God to many of them. And a lot of them, they're like, you are so logical. How, how can you believe in a God? How can you believe in this? Like, how, how are you, that's someone that is so fact-based, so evidence-based, how can you do it? And I'm like, believing in God is one of the most logical things you could ever do. I mean, if you want to get into the actual math of it, it is astounding that we're even here like, I mean, I mean, it's a whole, that's right. a whole different yeah. 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 You, you, like... all that kind of, all, <laughs> yeah. all the math that goes behind it. But I'm like, but if, uh, let, let me, let me ask you a question. If you were in a court case, if you were, if you were part of the jury in a court case and if someone was on trial for murder, how many pieces of evidence would you need before you're like, no, you know, he's, he's probably a murder. Let's just say 30. If he had 30 pieces of evidence, he was there, the blood was on his clothes, he had the weapon, he had intent, he said he was going to kill her, but, you know, 30 pieces yeah. of evidence. And you get rid of 15 pieces of evidence, there's still 15 pieces of evidence. Like, it is ridiculous. Yeah. But if all you need is 30 pieces of evidence, let's break open First Nephi right now. Done. You know what I mean? You want, yeah. you want to talk about, Joseph, there's no way that he could have known that this thing was actually called this. There's no way that he got the geographical positioning correctly. There's right. no way that, they, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? And then half yeah. of the prophet, like any prophecy, yeah. you know, exactly. that like, has come true. Exactly. But that's just still... 
on the logical side, right? Right. That's still just on the logical side. So if we're talking logic, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm going to make a bold statement right now, but it is the most logical religion that has ever existed ever. And there's an enormous amount of evidence backing that up. And as someone that is not afraid to go down the path to see if there is faults here or, some, or to see if there is, you know, mis misconceptions or anything, as someone that's come out the other end, I can testify that it is the most logical by far. But that's, again, just the logical side. There is tens of thousands of spiritual experiences that I've had that confirm this. How do you explain that? How do you explain when I'm giving someone a blessing? I can understand something about them that they, that they didn't tell anyone. Like, how did you know that? I have no idea. I have no idea how I knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in a nutshell, that's my conversion story. Yeah. Any questions? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, yeah. Boom. <laughs> Mic that's, drop. Yeah, that was serious. great. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, do you have any questions, Justin, in, no, in addition I just, to I, what? I was going to say, I just like... What and how you, you prefaced it with the marketing marketing point of view, right? But that's something that I think anyone who's watching this show you can take into account that like um, your your conversion needs both the logical and the spiritual. 100%. If you if you at any point base your testimony off of solely a spiritual experience or the facts that you've accumulated, it will be broken down some point some by somebody. I agree. And so mm -hmm. like the example you've given us of like yeah you found all the facts, but then you also have, had these experiences, like that's that's what can't be broken. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you have any. Yeah, no, I just really appreciate you being open you. with us Thank about you. yeah your conversion story and and just telling us how it really was. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. I really appreciate it. And what you said, I love that highlighting just the the logical and marrying that with the spiritual. Thank you. I mean, so important in a conversion. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Thank you. Let's wrap this all up in a in a nice little bow. What you guys just said, the combination of the logical and the spiritual, I think is 100% correct because God is a God of order, which means he is a God of logic. You know, we've heard this, this saying a lot that God works outside the realms of logic sometimes. The, the, the reality is that that's not true at all. It may seem illogical to us. I just don't understand. Exactly. When I was learning about the law of chastity, it seemed completely illogical. I didn't understand it at all. I'm like, why is it okay then, but not now? Right. right? It wasn't until I was older when I got all the rest of the information. I'm like, of course this makes sense. Look at all the pain that can happen if that has from the, look at all the, 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 I'm not going to get into it, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the negative things that could come from something like that, right? If God is logical and spiritual, wouldn't it make sense that if you want to draw closer to him, you actually have both sides? You know what I mean? You have your left side of the brain, which is logical. You have the right side of your brain, which is creative. And what I would also say spiritual or emotional, right? They both play a vital role. Wouldn't it make sense that it would play the same in your spiritual conversion? To have both of those working together, not enemies, not pitted against each other, working together? Only that thought with you, okay? Is that okay? Yeah, it's wonderful. Okay. Thank you for watching. Please, if you have any questions like about um, the story or just anything that's happened in this episode, leave it in the comments. And like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.